All right, Grizz Nation, we are back. This is Fight on Montana. Uh, like always, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Uh, most of you get us through Apple, um, but we are there for your listening pleasure as well. So uh, get us there, rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find us on YouTube if you want to see these awesome mugs uh, <laughs> visually i don't know if you want to do that but hey if you do uh go check out the fcs fans nation network they have great podcasts that are visual there um you can rate review and subscribe there as well you can also comment on those too and uh but yeah we had uh we had some football. We but before we get into football, guys, where we're going to talk about UC Davis and, and Idaho State, let's get into some of the other sports that are uh, they need to get some recognition too. So let's go to volleyball. So um, anything with the the neighbors down the the way, we need to give attention to. But uh, volleyball just annihilated a sweep for the women volleyball team, three zero last Friday, right before the. Uh, the football game, homecoming football game, to take that Continental Divide trophy, which, you know, why is it a bell? Do you know why it's a bell, Luke? I, I they, they talked about it last year. I cannot remember why it's a bell. Okay. Um, I happened to be in town for one of the home games last year when we beat them. And, man, it's just, I mean, it's, it's as big as anything else when our girls yeah. beat them. And this year, I think this was the fourth time in a row we beat them. Yeah. And we was, swept yep. them. Yep. I mean, um, I mentioned this online or on Twitter. I, I feel like our volleyball team is full of badasses. Those girls are awesome, and they are yep. just out there kicking ass. And if you haven't seen it today, the University of Montana put out a hype video from that with Riley's call and stuff, and it is – I mean, it gets you fired up. Um, That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, well, and they have a game this uh, Thursday – in Greeley, Colorado, it is on ESPN Plus. So if you guys can go down to Greeley, go check it out, support them. Um, they're doing really well. Their con their overall record is six and nine. Their conference uh, is their conference record is two and one. Um, so Coach Lawrence has that that program really reeling and doing a good job. So definitely go take the time and 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 watch. Uh, also, soccer. Uh, uh, a program that is always on the rise that has yep. been legit for a while uh, had some games. They were in, I believe Eastern Washington on either Saturday or Friday. My computer is having a think, slow time. I think they were th Thursday and Sunday. Or it was Thursday, Thursday and Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Thursday they uh, tied one, one on Thursday. And then Idaho, they went to Moscow and won two Oh, which, you know, Idaho is a pretty good team. If you don't follow yeah. The Big Sky Conference, a really good the team. Vandals have a, a really good soccer girls soccer team, and they do beat them like that. That was, I think, there was one goal too that one of our girls headed in. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So this week, the uh, Thursday, like you Luke said, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, Thursday they are at home against Weber State uh, at three p.m., and then on Sunday it's a one p.m. kickoff in Missoula against Idaho State. Uh, if you guys can't get it to Missoula, those are on ESPN Plus. So uh, go check them out before they're they're on their way on another road streak the next week. So go check them out as well. And just amazing program they scheduled hard this year mm -hmm. and really proved you know beating the likes of Oklahoma, tying Ohio Ohio State. Yeah. You know you know Georgia Southern they had a close loss. Colorado they had a, a close loss. You know, they, they tied Oregon State. You know, those, those are big programs. And to competitively be on keel with them is just a huge thing to be. Yeah, and soccer's getting more popular all the time. And yep. I mean, if you if you like soccer at all, watch these girls. They're, they're fun to yeah. watch. Oh, and they, they're they're gritty, man. They're, yeah. Some of those girls, man, I'm like, oh, man, I would not want to mess with them because they could kill me in soccer. It's not even, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, let's get to football. We had uh, Idaho State this weekend, man. Uh, it was a win. Yeah. And surprisingly yeah. enough, it was 28 to 20, which if you go back to last year, that's the same score. Was it the same two score? Year, two years in a row. 28 to 20 oh, was last year I and this year. Did not realize that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
I feel like we could have popped it in there at the end again and Hauk decided to go on the knee because, I mean, as we know, yeah. he's friends with the Hawkins family. So I yeah. feel like he was just like, you know, victory formation. And at 28-20, don't do anything stupid trying to push it in and fumble the ball or have something happen. It's like, just take the victory formation and get the heck out of there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, let's go into the, some of the stats, guys, and give our thoughts, our opinions. Um, I'm just going to give you the rundown of the stats. Sure. Um, so those of you that out there that don't have them in front of you, uh, University of Montana had 174 rushing yards, uh, 3.4 average. Uh, and you know, ISU had only 45 rushing yards, but they actually had, if you look at their average, they had, they actually averaged more than us, uh, at 3.5, uh, passing. We were at 220, they were at 289. Um, uh, but we had a large, a larger average at 12.2 and they had 9.3. And that's all they do is pass. I mean, that's their, exactly that's their thing. Yep. So. That's so not total bad holding them under 300. No, yards no, that isn't, you know, and they were averaging over 300 yards. Yeah. So. Pretty good. Um, did get caught on some coverages, but you know, you, you live to kind of this defense, you kind of do that, right? With an yeah. offensive uh force like that, you take your lumps and you just bend, don't break. Yeah. Um, penalties. Man, I have been kind of this is kind of a beginning to be a trend with penalties. Nine yeah. penalties for 72 yards, uh, which isn't usual, very undisciplined play lately. Uh, that, that that's just kind of glaring to me. There's a couple penalties um, that happened uh, that sometimes I think you can kind of overlook a little bit. Oh, it's yeah. a penalty, it sucks. But, like, there are penalties with our guys smashing someone to the ground or um, our tight end with that crackback block. It's <laughs> – he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, boy, it's yeah. hard not. I mean, I, I mean, like back when, back when years ago, you could do that, and yeah, it was highlight film stuff. And now you just can't. I understand it's the safety thing, but oh man, it's just like those are those are drive killers, and so you got to be oh, more yeah. disciplined and stuff. But at the same time, you know, after last week too, when we didn't feel like we were playing with the aggression we needed to, to see some of that, that doesn't bother me that much. I think you know, it's like yeah. seeing guys being more aggressive because I'm sure. The staff, coaching staff, called them out on not being aggressive enough, and I definitely saw some guys flying around more, um, especially on our offensive line. Felt like they were doing some more stuff out there than they did. They looked a lot better than they did the week before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, possession. We were we had the ball for thirty four minutes. Uh, we were five of twelve uh, in the red zone, or five of twelve on third down. Goodness. Uh, didn't have any sacks. You know, we did pressure them enough and got their quarterback sometimes where he was able to kind of um, – and they did a really good job of that, of getting their quarterback on the run yeah. and going away from the line. Um, and he was just smart enough as a freshman uh, to get away from it and throw it when he was uh, thinking he was going to get hit. So, uh, But they, they won that category 3-0. to zero. So Yeah, that, that quarterback was really good. He was. Uh, there was times when I thought – Oh, we got him here. Like there was one with uh, uh Wilson was back this week. Yep. Uh, and I thought he had him and just I mean shook him off and because he was arm tackling trying to grab yep. him and just shook him off. And it was like, oh man. Yeah. And, and there's just he was he's slippery and sneaky. And to see that out of a freshman, I mean, if I'm Idaho State, I, I'm feeling pretty good about our future with that kid. Yeah, lock him up because mm -hmm. man alive. As a freshman to have the know with all, you know, he's six foot four. He's a big quarterback, man, and to have him on your side, yeah, he he played way better than I thought he would, and yeah, I mean, and in the environment too, it didn't seem to shake him. So I, I was really impressed with that kid. Yeah, I was too. I was very impressed. Um, you know, and then also just you know, we got it to Bergen. Seven receptions, hundred yards. Uh, McDowell, thirteen of 20, 160 yards, one touchdown. He had twenty rushing yards for sixty-six yards. And Eli Gilman had 16 uh, rushes for about 51 yards. So um, a lot of that was it was evenly uh, distributed. I I just we're just we're, we run so much right now. It's yeah. it's it's crazy. Well, and again, we had a huge run pulled back from X and Gilman yep. because of penalties. So yep. we're killing ourselves there too. Yeah. Well, and and like you said, Luke, you know the line played better. Uh, you didn't see McGinnis out there at all. No, um, yeah. So let's talk so. about that. 
uh, yeah brought it up. i was i was i didn't want to bring that up but um from the start I, I was like okay i was hoping they wouldn't start him because of what we all saw yeah previous week where it looked like he was he gave up and was walking off the field while vidlax running for his life and <laughs> i was intentionally watching the whole game to see if he would play yeah there was so um as you know i live over in south dakota right now our local um sports talk radio was talking about that play this last really week. yes all the way over in wow. south dakota and bringing up and asking viewers what they thought they should do to the player and Jeez. what should happen. And the poll that he put out there was sit him for a game. And so that's what we saw too. I and mean, that was kind of my feeling was like, you sit, you only know, do that to make an example out of somebody, sit him wow. for a game. So yeah. now what I think you got to do though, is let him earn his spot back this week. Yeah. Well, he's got to earn it back. Like he's got to earn it because the kids that were out there playing did a good job and they were playing hard. And so, I mean, Bobby's always talking about you got every position's open all the time. You got to earn your position yep. back. So we'll see if he does. Um, I hope that's the wake up call, you know, because you never know how it's going to affect the kid mentally. Yeah. And hopefully it gives him the drive and also helps other people realize, hey, that's not acceptable at the University of Montana. No. And, you know, just being a what? He was like a first team big sky, wasn't he, this year? Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, he was something first or was. second team. Yeah. For, I think he's first so. team big sky. Yeah. Uh, and then Liam Brown, they switched Liam Brown over there. But then also, you know, Chris Walker started the game, but that second half, he didn't play. They had Cannon Pamphilov in there that mm-hmm. second half. Um, and so kind of switching it up. We were switching a lot of because there was a couple times when Pamphilov was in yep. and then Walker was on the other side and then Casey would go out. And so they were really rotating guys through, I think. Maybe try. I mean, trying to find a, it, trying to find a line that gels your fifth game in that that sucks to hear that. But yeah. You know, we did see some good things, and you're trying to keep people fresh, and yeah. So there's yeah, and that's there's, that's, there's that's kind of that kind of sucks going into it because that's your fifth game, and you're trying to do that. Like you wish you yeah. would have done that maybe game one or game two. Yeah, but well, we've been rotating guys all all year, and I yeah. think sitting McGinnis makes you do more rotation and put guys around. But at the same time, if guys know all the positions on the line, if we do have a, an unfortunate injury or something. You're able yeah. to fill in there, and that's what I kind of saw too. Is that there is that potential of you know filling in if we needed to? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the offense. You know, sure. uh, first possession. Uh, one thing that kind of stood out for me is is again we're 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 still kind of doing the uh, merry-go-round kind of running back duo of Osmo Harris Gilman on that first position. We had all those guys in there, uh, which. <sighs> I don't know. To, to me, I guess this is my perception of it, that I wish you should just go with one guy and just see what you get and see if one gets hot. I just don't know how that best suits. Because like to me, it, it changes with what the line's doing. Yeah. And, oh. and it's, it, it each definitely of those does. Guys, each of those guys has certain things that they do well. Osmo is a bigger back. He's more physical. Harris is more of the speed. And then Gilman's kind of the versatile kind of like can do Swiss army knife kind of things. Um, I just, I just don't get it. I know you have so much talent there, but it just, it just bothers me right off the well, bat. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're right about the line. Cause you, when you're blocking, they each hit the hole at different timing. Yeah. So as an offensive lineman, you're going to have to know who's in there. Cause you expect them to hit it a different time. Yep. So some of the reasoning behind that, that I guess it, my own thoughts is, are we trying to throw the defense off by giving three different backs and like, Oh, now we have to adjust this. Now we don't have to adjust, adjust this one. Now that being all said, like if someone's hot, like I see Gilman start breaking stuff, let them go, you know, exactly. same with Osmo too. If he starts or even X, if they're, you know, you go with the hot hand, I guess is what is, is the way I feel it's, if well, especially when they're on that day, just let them roll, especially if the line's blocked and everything's meshing. Yeah. Keep it going. Well, and especially with our line troubles this year that we haven't been really consistent enough. Like, why would you why would you throw something else in that your line has to deal with when they're already trying to just gel and stuff? It just I mean they're, they're practicing me. all week with if they're putting them out there, three different people, they're all getting good reps and stuff. So they gotta be. I mean, I would hope you're used to it because you're practicing with it and stuff, but yeah, it's uh it definitely I mean, could throw off mojo and stuff. I think, and you know, especially if a guy's in the groove, he just sometimes yeah. you got to let him let him roll. You know, and one of the things that we were kind of doing is just a lot of short ops, uh, short passes, options, a lot of run. Um, you know, we did kind of some uh, 
some trick plays as well. You know, Sawyer Ragnelli did a, a beautiful pass. Holy cow. Going to his left, and I know he's left. I didn't realize he was left. To his left. I know. Yeah, I was like, I dang, like, sign oh, that guy lucky. up for quarterback. Wow. That was a yeah. tight spiral and everything. Uh, so, you know, th- those kind of things kind of uh, did well for us. But I'm also the kind of inclination, if, you, if you're doing trick plays, you're really kind of grasping for straws. I don't know how you feel about that, Luke. But it, so, yeah, there's. I think there's two sides to that. Sometimes when you're doing the trick plays, it's because you are, you're like, oh, crap, we're out of everything else. Yeah. Um, I think some of this was, I think the guys, this is my own personal feeling, that the guys were down from last week because they just, mm-hmm. we said it on the pod, They we all sucked last week. Um, so they got to have fun out there. And these trick plays, you practice them all the time. And you know, a lot of times you might never run them and stuff. And so them getting to run like the fake punt or the Racanelli pass, that gets a offense sometimes juiced up and jazzed up because, hey, we got to do it and it was successful. And so sometimes that can really throw your momentum and they're all having fun and they got to see it work. And so sometimes I think coaches will do that just to get that, get them the players having fun because football is supposed to be fun you yeah. know, rather than just running it down there the whole time. But there's one thing I noticed that that Pease was calling. Um, he ran the same formation over and over again, and we were running um, our our wide receiver around, faking it to him, like we yep. could pitch it to him. And we kept running that play. And I was like, oh my god, they're setting it up. And sure enough, we did set it up, pitched it to him. We ran around, and I, I think we scored on that play, if I remember right. Maybe we did. We ran it around, but it was. I yeah. kept watching it in the early game. I was like, oh my god, they're setting this up. I could see us setting it up, and then finally yeah. we ran it when everybody came down because they thought we weren't going to do that pitch. Was and that to Fonts? I think it was to Fonts. Clifton yeah. pitches out, and Fonts runs around around the end for a nice gain. So um, it, it felt like to me we had we broke out a lot more of our offense this yeah. time. You know, like you said, Bergen's getting targeted more. Um, we just did more. Um, do we want to talk about the end of the first half right now? So, sure. Like, quarterback play. All of a sudden, yeah. we throw Vidlak in. I was surprised. I was, I was happy, but surprised at the same time. I'm like, oh my God, he's yeah. cold. And we're just yeah. around two minute offense. And I thought he did a good job. I think and, he did a really good job, not, not having any rhythm and not having any, yeah. you know. Yeah. That, that just seems like a lot to just go, hey, go do this. Yeah. And then also, like, what does it do? I was like, what does that do to Clifton now? Because he was actually playing pretty good. Yeah. You know, but out of all that, I do think still that Vidlak throws the better ball. Like, oh, 100 times. Everything is when we're throwing it so much better. Yeah. Clifton is getting better, but there's there was a lot of passes that he missed. He just missed. Yeah. Like, guys, wide ass open. Yeah. Whether it was, I mean, some of them were like bombs. They're in the flat right there. I'm like, how mm-hmm. do you miss that so bad? Well, and, and there's the, the passes that they're doing. Let's, let's be honest, it, they're very quick throws yeah. one step throw or yeah. or hey i'm i'm getting the ball and i'm throwing right away and it's I, i'm okay with yeah. like especially for bergen because he's such a playmaker and you yeah fun. just give him the ball in space and watch what they can do and so well, my thing is is, is that to work. It, if you do that a good defense is going to jump those yeah. because clifton does look down his wide receivers oh, yeah. he does not look away he knows where he's going with that and he's going to throw it He's going to look and just throw. And so playing a good, a better defense, I think, is going to – because that, that that defense on Idaho State is is not good. No, that, they're that, not. That, that defense is last in the big sky yeah. and, and last in running. We should have had a whole lot more running yards than we actually should had this last game because that defense is not good. Yeah, no, they're not – they're not one of the better defenses to be faced no. so no. far either. But – um I do feel like our offense had a little bit more rhythm. Yeah. Um, a little bit more, but also after like, so, and you, you tell me, like I've always heard after like the first 12 plays, first 15 plays that goes off of the, the non-scripted. Right. Yeah. And so usually, then usually, after the scripted, yeah. it, it dropped like it, for a couple drives, it dropped where yeah. we weren't getting some of the, so that kind of is alarming to me because you know, you can have your scripted plays and do really well, but if you're not hitting on those scripted plays, like, and you're playing a harder defense, it's going to be a long game and you better find something. Yeah. Um, well, a lot but, of times, just so people realize to the script, you have scripted plays, but at the same time, you're not just looking at your script. They're looking also at like 
the down and distance and where you're at with the chains. And that can change that script a little bit because just because it's on there doesn't mean that's what you're running. It's like, here's what we think. If everything goes right, this is what we're going to run. And not everything always goes right. So you hope that you can just run your script and just go down the score and be great with it. But they still do have adjustments. But you, you are right. Like, it did feel... You know, after we got done with what felt like all those plays, that we had a little bit of falling off there. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like and I, like I said, the trick plays. It, it I, I, I'm not a big fan of trick plays. Like once in a while, I am. You know, we're trying to grasp at straws to get our offense up going and get kind of some confidence going. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we just don't rely on that because I don't think long term that's going to be something that we're going to be able to do. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, and I've heard uh, Bobby say this before and other coaches too, you sometimes run a trick play just to put it on film. So their team has to practice it. Yeah, definitely. As soon as you do something like that, you're, you know, you see it on film, like, oh, we get her, get everybody ready for this thing. Yeah. You know, and you know, the offensive line played well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's to the point they, where we need to be, but they, they still have a long to go, but it was, it was a much better showing than what we did at any of yeah, well, well, yeah, <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting this week. Uh, let's go into the defense, man. Wait, I've got one more thing. Yes. On so yes, here you know I've been talking about like one of our quarterbacks, you know, grabbing that and getting fired up and stuff. Yeah, and one thing I will say is towards the end there, McDowell had that run where his helmet popped off. He yeah. jumped up and he had fire and stuff, and that yeah. that's contagious. I was like, yes, look at this. This is what I was hoping for. Someone that's yep. just like. We're going to go, we're winning this no matter what. And that was the feeling I got when he hopped up and did that. So um, with that, you know, I've been high on Vidlack and stuff. I'm kind of hoping we start McDowell next week because I'm thinking that he's going to bring the fire, you know, to the to the offense and get them excited to go out there and play. So my, my money's on, on McDowell starting this week against Davis just because of, you know, yeah. his fire and stuff. And maybe I'm thinking he gives the team a little juice there. I think the, they're going to, you know, when they got the win, they got the, you know, the momentum going in, into this one, they're going to probably start McDowell. You know, I I still don't really believe that that you can win that way um, just because you're going to have to throw the ball. When you when, when a good defense lines up and, and starts boxing you in, you're going to have to be able to throw the ball. And I just don't know. And people can say, oh, well, you know, North Dakota State and Montana State do it and South Dakota State do it, but they run different schemes. Yeah, they they run it, it's totally different with what we do when what, what they do. Yeah. Um, and so I I think that we need to start developing both. Um, and not just you play a half and I'll do the last two minute drill. Like, you know, give give I'd them like a drive to see here. A lot more of a rotation in there. Yeah, just kind of like a rotation. what Zach was doing against this last few years, where it's like yeah. You know, I mean, you might see the same them both rotating in the series, you know, depending yeah. on that. And just I think that throws off the defenses much more. Yeah, <laughs> and you can get them both out there. The quarterbacks, they're playing together, you know, yep. with the offense. It's not just okay, you get this half, you get this half, sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it'd be interesting to see against Davis if we change things up a little bit or if we stick with the all right, whoever starts, you get the first half, you yeah. know, and sort of thing. But I mean, obviously the coaching staff believes much more in Vidlak's arm since it's two minute drill time and they put him in instead of having Clifton run it. Yeah. You know, that was, that said a lot, that said a lot to me when I saw him do that. Yeah. Well, and, and anyone that can watch the game knows, can understand what he's going to do. Yeah. He, he doesn't throw a great ball, but um, yeah, always a good thing. Uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, first half, man, they, they got some better pressure. Um the coverage was a little iffy sometimes, but we kind of went over that on how this defense is kind of going to give up. So yeah. um, we're on a lot of different zones now, which allows like, yeah, there's there, you can get holes in there and stuff. And like, you know, guys are letting other guys off of it and to move to the other position and stuff. And, yeah, you know, they got a lot of stuff underneath, which we were, I was worried about last week, seeing the running backs coming out and the slot players and stuff. But I mean, for the most part, we did a pretty good job of stopping it. They did a really good job. Idaho State did a really good job of moving their quarterback. He was able to throw, uh, yeah. which with a young quarterback, I was really impressed that yeah. he was able to move on the run and throw like that, like and accurately like he did. Um, you know, there were some 
instances where he threw a pick. Um, but, you know, it, he, he did well. And especially on third down where, what, they were 7 of 13? Yeah, that's, which, darn, that's darn good. Which, that's really good. Over 50%. That's always good. Yeah. And so, uh, with a young quarterback, that was that was impressive to me. What about you? That, what do you see? That gets really frustrating for a defense when they're over 50%. And yeah. You can't, get, you can't get off the field. But, yeah, yeah. no, I, like we said earlier, he's – he really impressed me. I, I really thought they were going to run both quarterbacks. We've seen that in the past, and yep. they didn't. They just stuck with the freshman, and I, I get why. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, once he, he right at this the first half where they had Hunter Hayes in there, I believe that's his name, and yeah. he false started, or they false started, I think like twice, and pushed him out of of yeah, really close to the the goal line. I think that that was. Uh, they kind of stuck with him. And I thought they would have stuck with Hayes because it was the red zone area, and they put Cook back out there, which uh, maybe they were just like, oh, we're done with this. Yeah, I mean, you screw up like that. You're probably like, you know what? He's got the hot hand. Get him in there. He's playing well. Why did we even do that? I'm sure they look back now and go, we shouldn't even have done that. Exactly. Because you get a different cadence. You know, that's the thing you got to worry about, too, when you're changing quarterbacks up. Cadence for the line can throw things off, and even other people, too, out there and, you can get false starts, and and it, you know it helps that our crowds out there screaming and yelling and stuff too. It never makes it easy on the opposing offense in Washington Grizzly. Yeah, well, and their their wide receivers did a really good job. Like it, like we said, they they rolled the quarterback out, but when they were rolling that quarterback out, the wide receivers were then coming back towards mm-hmm. the ball where the the quarterback was, and they were meeting that pass, which um, you don't always see all the time, but they were always doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Quick p- plays, you know, quick pass plays really got the defense. I think this this game where they kind of took advantage of our, you know, over pursuit yeah. of, of guys where, you know, we they would wait till we were over pursuiting to throw a quick pass um, and get, you know, eight or nine yards. That's something with our defense, this 3-3-5 we run because it's so aggressive and fly to the ball. And it's just our kids. They're just yeah. not to fly to the ball that. That's when you can get burned, like we saw against NAU with their some of their trick plays, because you yep. just get so overly aggressive. Because you want to be aggressive, but you got to make dang sure they're not, you know, running some kind of play action or something else so that it's going to pull you out of your position. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, one thing is, is, do we get enough? Do we get enough pressure on the quarterback? Like you, usually, the second half, by the time that uh, we start and we're getting pressure. It, Usually they break, right? And they did not break this time. They, yeah, we they didn't break. We didn't get. We didn't get to him. Yeah, we didn't definitely have enough pressure on him. Like I said earlier, like that Riley, I thought had him Wilson, and it yeah just kind of did this Olay thing. And I was like, what the heck was that? You know, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't very good technique or anything. But we we need to get more pressure on these quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, that's it's going to help. We do that. It's going to help our secondary and everybody. Yeah. Um, and especially this week. This, yeah. this week is going to be it, it's going to be very important with Miles yeah. Hastings, and yeah. we'll get to that. But um, you know, ISU had a lot of missed opportunities, and I'm probably going to say something that people aren't going to like, but uh, it's kind of in question form. Um, you know, they had a lot of missed opportunities, and that kind of just kind of makes me think. I know we won, but did we win, or did? ISU just kind of lose that game because they had their opportunities where they could have taken advantage of. And we could have said, we could say the same thing too, where we didn't take advantage of our opportunities, yeah. but it just felt like to me that IS, uh, Idaho state really had the momentum in a lot of that game hmm. until towards the end where we kind of then kind of took advantage of, um, you know, our running game and our running style and kind of just pushed us over the top. That's interesting that you felt that way. See, I felt the opposite. I felt like no point in where I was like, yeah, we're going to lose this game. I, I felt like we had control of it and yeah. that, you know, we were making things happen. And there was times like, one time I think it was worried when I was like, come on, guys, quit making stupid mistakes. And we kept, yeah. you know, getting penalties and things like that. But I, you know, I didn't feel like at any point that, we, oh, oh boy, this was like in a year or anything else. I was like, we got this. In fact, yeah. I was more disappointed that we didn't put more points up. And I really wanted us to go score one more time at the end just to because it helps. Like people, oh, yeah. We get so many sports writers and stuff that just look at the score and go, 
2820. Jeez. You know, yeah. I felt like, I felt like it was farther apart than that. I felt like we really did well, like better, way better than any of you. Still not a perfect game, but I never at one point felt like, Oh crap. I she was going to beat us. I just didn't have that feeling. Well, and this is my question to you, Luke. You tell me what, and this is kind of what I feel. So I'll throw it out to you. Sure. The last two years. So this, this year and last year, I feel like we play down to, and not to dismiss any of the other opponents, but we play down to our opponents. So if they're bad, we play down to them. And usually if we do that back in, you know, earlier years, 18, 19 and Bobby years, you know, we came for those big games. Yeah. And last year we didn't. Um, last year was just, weird about yeah. yeah and so this is gonna show me this next this week in the coming weeks okay are we just playing down to those people or are we gonna play down to some of the opponents and then we're gonna play up to where we can play because that's how i i've been feeling the last couple of years where we just play down to those opponents yeah no i i agree with you it does feel like um the last few years like if we you know, have a bad point. We do like play down, to yeah. play, at, play at their level instead of playing at that dominant level. Yeah. Now, exception, um, when we played Eastern Washington last year and beat them 63 to whatever, that was, we, you know, but again, that's Eastern. We like beat them. Yeah. But yeah. that's, that, that was not a good Eastern team and they quit. No, no they no. quit that game. It that is. was, which is, which is just fine. That's what we want to do is make sure. <laughs> uh, so far this year, it does feel like that. Like, um, like I feel like I don't think I don't feel like we played down to Ferris State level. I thought that they were a good team, Ferris State. They were, they were, yeah. So yep. just so you know, Ferris State this last weekend beat Northern Michigan uh seventy-eight to three. So oh my um, gosh. Yeah, I'm just you know wow. Ferris State's a good football team that can put points up and look what we did to them. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't care who what you say, that that's a good team. And you know, we ground that one out. So yeah. Again, I agree with you though. This Davis game, I've been looking forward to all season because I felt like the first five, I'm like, I'm not going to know who we are yep. after these first five games. Yep. And I still don't. I mean, like, yeah. especially with the craziness we just saw this last weekend in the Big Sky Conference with, um, you know, Northern Colorado was close. But oh, gosh. The, that was nuts. Yeah. He's, I mean, Weaver State. Yeah. They, they had, they they had up on 21 to seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you got, um, <laughs> God, I gotta look at the scores here because I'm trying to remember them all. Yeah, we were we were ball. down 21 to seven in the fourth quarter to Northern Colorado. They win 28 to 21 off of a an interception, ran back for a touchdown. Yeah, ran back. That's what it was. Ran back for a touchdown. We were yeah. that at the end to win that thing. And then you got so yeah, Weaver State wins 28-21. You got Portland State showed up against the Cats. I mean, yeah. the Cats winning 38 22. But Portland, I don't know who they are. I mean, it, they're all over the board. Yeah. Um, Idaho and Eastern Washington. Eastern was beating them. Yeah. For a lot of it, and then Idaho yeah. pulls away forty-four thirty-six. Yep. Uh, we don't play Eastern Washington. We yeah. would not match up well with yeah, that Eastern, team. Oh my god. Eastern surprised a lot of people, a lot of teams this year. Yeah. Um, but then you got Northern Arizona, and Sac State. Sac State oh, beat them yeah. thirty-eight, uh, thirty-one thirty. Yeah. I mean, I thought Northern Arizona would win that. So. Yeah, I mean, and then every team is so Jacqueline Hyde. Yep. Like, so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, is it the fact that everybody's on the close to the same, or is it just like everybody's playing down to their opponent, or what? The, what's the deal? So yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know who we are yet, but I really feel like this Davis game is going to show us if we come, if we come in there like we did in 2019 when they were the number three team when we were 15 or whatever, we beat the piss out of them, and everybody thought yeah. we were going to go down there and lose. We, yep. We went down there and opened up a can of whoop ass on them. Yep. So if that happens again, well, then I'm going to have a, I'll, we'll be having a different kind of pod, you know. Yeah, we will be. But I don't know if that's what's going to happen. Like, uh, we'll get into our scores later, but, you know, it's, uh, it'll tell us a lot after we see him play Davis this weekend. We're going to know a lot more about who this team is, I think. Yeah. And, you know, like probably all you Grizz fans out there know, um, but if you don't, you know, th this is the, this is the heart of our schedule. Um, and I'm just trying to get it up here. 
this is where the rubber meets the road where we play yep. UC Davis. Um, and I'm trying to get the schedule. Up. And, if you have and, it, let me know. Yeah, I got it right here. So we go to, we go right. to Davis. Then we go to Idaho. Now, do we have a buy in between there? Uh, no. Oh, crap. We do I thought we had a buy. Uh, so then uh, we get a buy after. after okay. We so we go Davis, Idaho. Then week eight, we get the buy. Then in week nine, uh, we get Northern Colorado at home. Okay. Which normally I'd be like, yeah, that should be easy. But look what they just did to Weber. I'm again, I'm like, exactly. I don't know what the heck's going on there? So then after that game, uh, we get Sac State at home. Oh, gosh, we, we need to win that. We cannot lose that one. So, four in a and row. Then, uh, then we go to Portland State for week 11. And yeah. then week 12 is the is the brawl. So, so that at Portland games, State yeah. game is kind of worrying me right now just because of the their quarterback. Um, yeah. It's kind of developing into something nice um, where last year he we thought he would be something, but then kind of didn't do anything. Did squat first. Versus last year, still kind of jackal and hide a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, but so, so we hear we hear all those games. Out of those, normally I'd be like, okay, Northern Colorado, Portland State wins, right? Yeah. So we're just going to say those are wins, even though yep. they're playing harder this year. So yeah. then you've got your your the Cats, Idaho, Davis, Sac State. Yep. Out of all those games, we need to at least go two for two. If we want well, to. yeah, because if you beat if you beat uh, uh, Ma- or Northern Colorado and you beat Portland State, even though we're four and one right now, it's basically it's five wins, you know, five and win- five wins because of that, that division because two. The Davis State the, I mean, the Ferris win doesn't count. Yeah, so you need two of the last what four games? Yeah, so we need to make the playoffs. We need to go two two for two, two and two against the Cats, Idaho, yep. uh, Davis. And Sac State, and, that, and, that, and that's saying that we would beat Northern Colorado and Portland State, you know. Yeah, you know. So it's uh, that's why this Davis this Davis game is so big. Yeah, if we well, can, and both of those games are Davis. split. Yeah. Both of those games are split where two of them are on the road, two of them are at home. Yeah. I, I and I I think you know, even though um, it's just probably not going to be popular right now. Just looking at where we're at, we're probably that that neighbor game is going to be a tough one. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that. We can't because the rivalry game, all things are out of the table. Um, Sac State is is going to ha- have something to prove because hey, they want, they're going to be hungry for four in a row to rub yeah. that in our faces. Yeah. Um, well, and, and Andy used to play here, their head coach. Yeah. Yep. And so nothing like coming into your you know where you used to, where you you played and stuff. And, and then uh, the Idaho game is on ESPN too. Yeah. At yeah. eight o'clock at eight thirty at night. Yeah. Um. And that UC Davis is going to be a night game too. Five yeah, p.m. A lot of night games. And, so, and I, I think it's supposed to be hot down there too. Like really in the nineties down there in California. Oh. But you know, with that being said, it was hotter than bejesus when we went down to St. George and we played real well. So I'm like, yeah. maybe the heat won't bother us. Exactly. Exactly. I'll take the heat over elevation, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want to get into UC Davis? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well. well Let's uh let's meet UC Davis, right? Uh, let's go into some of their schedule, guys. Uh, they started off this year forty-eight to ten win against Texas A&M Commerce. If you're like, oh, that's a Division two team, no, it is not. It's actually a FCS school, uh, newly FCS school down in Texas. Um, then they played Oregon State, got whipped up by a really good Oregon State team, fifty-five to seven. Uh, went back to I think they played at Southern Utah and they beat them 23 21 win. Oh, they, they were they were at home. Were they at home? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh lost to Eastern Washington 27 24. Again, you said the Southern Utah, they be only beat them 23 21. Yeah. And Southern Utah's not very good. So I'm like, no. what what's going on there? You know, exactly. But then they come back and they, they play a really good game at or at home versus Eastern Washington. Um, and then they take care of Cal Poly, which Cal Poly didn't. Don't they have that Heward kid? I don't remember. I haven't. I not they did, and, and I haven't seen the, like anything about like him because he was like a high prospect. Uh, but they win that game, thirty-one thirteen. So you know they're coming in three and two, um, and, and and they're at home, right? They've got a QB, uh, Miles Hastings. Yep. Uh, which was in the preseason award list. 
uh, he is turning the ball over a lot. And so that's going to be why it's really important to get some pressure on him. He's 107 of 170 for 963 yards. He's averaging about 192.6 average uh, in yards. He's got six touchdowns and five interceptions. And I believe uh, some fumbles as well. So he is turning the ball over this year. He's been kind of prone with that. Uh, and I was talking to Luke about this last night. Uh, they had a good uh, running back, uh, Lar, or yeah. Man Larson, or whatever, Larison or whatever, 70 attempts, uh, 479 yards, four touchdowns. He ran for like 225 yards against Eastern Washington. Did not play um, against Cal Poly. They had Trent Tompkins. He had 19 overall in the season, 19 rushing attempts, 109 yards, and 12 of those attempts came against Cal Poly for 89 yards. So um, they went with him. So I, I think you said that you heard they were on like the third or so, fourth running back. Yeah, on Saturday night I hopped on to watch the little UC Davis against Cal Poly, even though they were, you know, whooping them. But I like to see what teams look like yeah. when they're whooping or they're backing off. Yep. And the announcers were saying they were down to their four string running back. Jeez. And at that point, it was the CJ Hutton that was okay. And that that's a that's a, a wide receiver. Oh, so yeah, I thought it was number one that, that they had in there. Yeah, because Trent Tompkins and CJ Hutton are a wide wide receivers, and so yeah. they use them. They use them to. Oh, yeah. They do a lot of like what we do is they run across, run across, um, yeah, and they they get those attempts. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, CJ Hutton is a uh, both of those guys are. Our wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see if if Larison's going to play. Yeah, not, because if he's not, I mean that's a big difference there. He's the, he's their he's their go to guy. So and he's he's a good running back too. Yeah. So that'll help <laughs> us a lot if, yeah. if he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. If we can just focus on uh, blowing up the blowing up the line. Also, I heard that they had either, and I can't. Uh, I might I might be wrong with if it's right or left, but I know one of their guards. Oh yeah, out for the season, and, and they're playing a true freshman. Yep, I heard um, that too. They were, they talked about that too in the broadcast. Yeah, so that could be something that's kind of throwing Hastings off because I think he's calling out coverages or, or pass protection coverages as well, um, just because they're playing a true freshman. If I if I'm the Grizz, I'm taking Gubs and going, hey, yep, follow him on whatever side he's on. That's the side <laughs> you're stemming to and just yep. attacking. Yep, blow it up. I, what I would do is I'd just take Jared Ramos and him and just blow that well, hole up. Yeah, or take Gubs and have him hit the center and that kid, yep. and then run her back right through, just yep. blow him up. So, yep. um, yeah, that could that could make things a little interesting and maybe give us some opportunity to get to the quarterback there because we're going to need to 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 uh, we we want we want Hastings to have a long day. Yeah, if you give him if you give him too much time back there. Uh, he can he can pick you apart. Yeah, he, that's what we gotta. We can't have him do is sit there and get to his second and third reads because yeah, we can't let, sit there and let our backers just you know try to stay on these guys forever. So that's yep. when you start getting beat. Yep. Uh, so you see Davis, they're averaging about twenty six points per game, one hundred and seventy three rushing yards, two hundred and eight passing yards, which is kind of tricky because the last game, you know, they're not going to be running. Too too much because they don't have a uh, running back. Well, um, the other thing um, they've been doing is with their wide receivers is run a wildcat, and they'll take exactly. the quarterback, yep. put them out in the wide, the true wildcat where they throw the wide, wide quarterback in the wide receiver position, and run wildcat. So yep. you gotta watch that crap too. Yep. Uh, third down percentage, they, they're pretty good. They're over forty. They're about forty-two percent for third down percentage, fifty percent on fourth Better than down. Them. Yep. Fifteen of their twenty red zone attempts. Uh, They've been successful at which eleven of those have been touchdowns, um, and I I like looking at kind of the Big Sky Conference like rankings. Sure. Um, and this is just like so if you go off of scoring, right? Offensive scoring, Montana and UC Davis are six and seven. So Montana six, UC Davis is seven. Interesting. Uh, their defense, UC Davis's defense, scoring wise is number six. Ours is number two. Um, and then kind of going rushing. Okay. So rushing, we are, holy cow, we have a lot of attempts. Uh, we have the most rushing attempts in the big sky with 218 rushing attempts. Oh my gosh, dude. We have 218 rushing attempts 
768 yards. Montana State has 212 rushing attempts, and they have 1,600 yards. Yeah. They We're rushing the ball double. a lot. But we, we're not getting the uh, the no. numbers of yards there that we should be. No. So, the, you know, the offensive-wise for UC Davis, they're uh, rushing is – they're probably about 100 yards more than us. Uh, they also – we have the – we have the so the, the a number one defense on the pat rushing is for us and UC Davis is number three for rushing, uh, passing. We are number ten. UC Davis is number seven for offense, for passing defense. We are number ten and UC Davis is number seven. So you know if you kind of look at it, we're very kind of if you kind of look at where we're at, there's some things where we win, some things yeah, where I think if you look at overall, it's pretty almost evenly pretty matched through. They're really close to each other throughout yeah. the sky there. Yeah. Um, and they're not too far away from, you know, uh, return wise, kicking wise, you know, they're either usually right there or just a couple off. It, it's going to be really interesting. Um, sacks against UC Davis has third most amount of sacks against uh, sacks by they have ten, they're 10 and nine. So we only have, wow, we're number nine for sacks and they're number 10. Um, hmm. But we're 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 last in the big sky for sacks. Maybe, maybe uh, for for sacks against, anyways. Okay. So our our line's not protecting very well. But no interceptions. Well, interceptions were number one. UC Davis is yeah. number six. So I think we're number one in the country for interceptions right now. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I heard. So yeah. I mean, even though Grady didn't get one last weekend, we had two other ones. Yeah. So we have so nine. Hopefully this weekend we can get pressure on Hastings and get. You know, a couple more picks on the yep. defense because anytime we can steal a possession, that's huge. Yeah, we're going to need all the possessions we can get. I just, yeah. it's hard to play. We, we only had 10 possessions last game against Idaho State. We had how many possessions? 10 offensive positions. What? Really? Wow. So that's, you know, teams are trying to limit our possessions. And we're trying, you know, and I think some of that yeah. too, what I'm wondering is, is it the, the clock, clock, the new oh, clock yeah. rule, is that causing some of this? I think so because I think it is. I think it's causing because, like, you know, I'm watching the game. I was like, "Holy cow!" The first quarter's over already. It's just, I mean, the the first and the third quarters are flying by because the clock just goes. So, um, it's definitely, I think, making a bit of a difference. And I just wanted to bring that up because it's not something we talk about a lot, and I don't think a lot of you are talking about it. But it, it's, and I don't think it's a positive one either. No, I don't think so either. You're taking a lot. Like and I wonder what the true number is going to be because I've heard anywhere between twelve to sixteen possessions yeah. away a game. I would but, hope that at the end of this, the whole college football season, and yeah. look at all the different levels from D three, D two, FCS, FBS, and yeah. see how it affected it versus the you know, not, number of possessions and stuff. Because I'm sure it did. And if they do that and actually see that, maybe they'll make it. Change again and change. Back. I don't it's like. I don't change yeah, it. Back. I don't think they're going to make a change. It, this is all done because of money. I know it is. Like, yeah. like, like it, it's an, yeah. it's all done by driven by money because you want to shorten it so people can watch more. Well, you know, you're pu- pushing out a lot more commercials. I, um, I will say, I feel like the uh, um, replay has sped up with the little yeah. TV that they just set there and they can see it instantly. That's I yeah. feel like has helped. So that's one thing I'll give them. A th- I like that. But yep, this. uh not stopping the clock on first down. I just I don't agree with it. But what what the heck do I know? Yeah, money I, the money is what makes the world go around. So. Exactly. Wide receiver guys, we kind of went over that. Trent Tompkins is their leading uh, receiver with 20, 29 receptions, one hundred ninety seven yards, one touchdown. And then you've got uh, Josh. I can't Gale. Josh Gale with fifteen, and then C.J. Hutton with seventeen um, re- receptions apiece. Yep. Um, so, you know, they're all kind of even in that kind of realm over there with receptions. Uh, Josh Gale is going to have more, more touchdowns with four and T- Trent Tompkins and CJ Hutton will both have one touchdown. And they were throwing the ball to the, the running back that Larson also. Yeah, they were. So, um, yep. it's, it's, let's hope that he's not playing. Not that I like somebody hurt, but it, it would help us out if that kid wasn't playing. 
Man, he he hit a hole in that Eastern Washington game where no one like I, there was they were so lucky to catch him. He would just like pulled off like a sixty five yard rushing wow. um, big gain, and I was like, "Holy cow, that guy is good." <laughs> I don't want to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do. Um, you know, their defense. You know, they, they've well, got a couple of guys, a DB Rex Connors, who's their leading tackler with thirty six tackles. One tackle for loss and an interception. Um, the next two guys are linebackers. Uh, Today, Buchanan, 30 tackles, two and a half tackles yeah. for loss, one interception. Seven, and then, 15, and four are their studs on the yeah. linebacking court. Yep. So, and then Evan Tattersell has one sack as well. So, yeah. 25 tackles. And then so. What I was watching too uh, on the D line, number 92. Um, let's see if I got his name here. I can't remember his name, but uh, oh, Chuba. May Chubba. Nice. Chubba. That boy is three four six two three forty seven. He's got he looks like a small six four three forty seven. Six two three forty seven. He is a Ooh, big old boy. Boy. And he is gonna just try to stuff us up the middle. He plays nose. Oh jeez. Uh, he plays the one technique on either side, basically. He's just gonna try to stuff things and let those linebackers that we were talking about go wow. like what Governor does and what our defense yep. will let him get him free. Yep. He's a big boy, and uh, good lord, you know our our <laughs> our guards and center are going to have their work cut out for him. So, um, wow, Forbes and Grimsrud, and we'll see who's playing the other guard. If it's if it's McGinnis or whoever it is, they just uh, he's a big old boy. So it'll make me. I'm curious to see if we'll try to run up the gut at him or not, or if we're going to try to do some more outside run plays. Because as we were just talking, we like to run the ball a lot. So yes, we do. Um, yep. It'll be interesting with that big old boy up there. Uh, he's good too. He's athletic. Uh, from the plays I watched, I mean, he can move around well. So, and then you know, also it's something that is not being talked about. You know, their punter Justin Dwinnell is averaging about forty-one point nine three yards on their punt. So he's flipped the field real nice for him. Yeah, and then their field goal kicker is seven of eight. Uh, Hunter Ridley, he's three for three for uh, twenty to twenty-nine yards two for three from 30 to 39 yards and he's two for two for 40 to 49 something that we could you know probably look at and and keep an eye on yeah um luke what are your keys of the game what what, what are you looking at and, and then i'll kind of see what, oh, what you say and you know i have some down too so uh you know the big thing i think we talked about earlier is not is playing up to this opponent like mm-hmm. we need to go down there and have that confidence that that bobby had in that team in 20 18 or 19 when we went down there last time and we were the underdogs. Like everybody yeah. thought they were, we were just going to get stomped and we didn't stop it. Um, so I, I'm hoping that our off, our offensive line needs to protect the quarterback, whether we're passing or running, they need to just get there. We need the O line to just be, have the best performance of this year. Yeah. And then if we do that and can keep our defense on the sideline and get sustained drives, that's going to just be huge for us. Um, it's the last thing we need is a bunch of three and outs and our defense out there all day having to deal with Hastings and stuff. The more we can keep their offense off the field, just like any game, the better we're going to be. Yeah. So, um, containing 92 and those linebackers is going to be huge. Uh, so that's why I, I think Clifton's going to start, but we might see a lot of Sam too, because, you know, I, I think we can expose the pass. And so yeah. I, I'm just interested to see what we do there. Yeah, I, I agree with you with um, just getting a pressure on them too is going to be really important with this QB, with being able this year that he's he's been turning over the ball and not keeping track of it. And also just with, you know, they're down a lineman, they're starting a freshman. It's going to be really important to get pressure on him and get that turnover, turnover margin that we can and get those extra possessions like we, we were talking about earlier that, that are going to be really important in this game, playing a game at home. Um, and like we said, also just playing up to that competition where we're going to have to prove it. We're going to have to show that we can play up against these guys. Um, and uh, so I I think those are the keys of the game is, is limit big plays, yep. um, get some pressure on them, and take advantage of what they're giving us because I think – that they're going to key on key in on them the run, and I think that I hope that they kind of see that and kind of say, okay, well, we need to get into some passing. Well, if it's Clifton and going uh, short passes, or if it's Sam 
doing what he does. They were keying so hard on Clifton, we were getting nine in the box, and then we started letting him throw. And yep, you know, when you get that many in the box, yeah, you can go with your first options. They're probably going to be open, especially with yep. the receivers we have. So um, possibly even maybe running Clifton in the backfield with a running back and having Sam as QB, which I think could be beneficial for us as well. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> see have, Clifton. have Clifton yeah. and Eli in the backfield and have Sam as the quarterback and yeah. see what you can do. Yeah, that might make things so. a little interesting because, uh, you know, Clifton, he runs hard. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a big kid and runs yep. hard. So, yeah, that, you know, I, the coaching staff knows that we have to get this win. Like, this is – if we, we if we don't we get this, this season's on the line here, playoff chances, all that stuff's on the line. We need to get this. I mean, I'm sick and tired of going on Twitter and seeing all these voters, media voters, and stuff. They don't even have the Grizz on their top 25. No, like it's hard to find us on the top 25. Yes, right now there are some. There are some that we are there's some, there. but a lot of yeah. ones that I know and talk to and have banter with uh, yeah. don't have us on there at all. Um, Coach's yeah. poll: We're 13th this week. Media poll were 17. A win against Davis will prove it to a lot of people. Like, okay, the Grizz, yeah. the Grizz still are decent enough that maybe they need to be ranked and stuff. It's going to help us. We have to win to help our our future. We got, we just, yep. we got to take care of these guys. Well, and I, I think that that's going to be something that, like, if we do, if we don't get this win, you're going to then have to switch one of those other games, like three games that you need yeah. to get. Like we said, we got to go two and two. Idaho. Against, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we got two and two against Davis, Idaho, Cats, and Sac. So yeah. if if for some reason this didn't go the way we wanted to, we got to win two of the other ones for sure, if not three. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. what does that do for your, you know, we get because we got two road games back to back here, Davis and, and the Vandals. So we yep. get a we get this road win. That can sometimes build your confidence going to the next one and propel yep. you into that. So this a lot of our future starts here. That's why we need to get this win just to kind of keep us on that right track and get us at five and one and feeling feeling much better about things. Yep, exactly. Uh, did you have? Uh, we can go into predictions. Let's do fan questions first, and then we'll go into our predictions. Did okay. you have any uh, fan questions? I did not. No. Okay. Um, I know uh, Michael Kemper reached out to me, a uh, friend of the podcast, and he he had that question. Uh, the last couple of years, it seems that, uh, we play down to our common, our two lesser opponents. Uh, let's see here. Um, do you think we are able to play up against opponents or is that something that we're just seeing, um, those, these last couple of years? Um, like, I, I, and I kind of, I think that that's kind of what, you see the last two years. Do do I think that that it can? Yes. Have I seen it? I haven't seen it. And then kind of it's kind of hard because you have to kind of look at the opponent, right? Yeah. I mean, and, last time and, we played Davis down there, we played up to him. Yeah. You know, that, that was what 2018. Yeah, I think it was 19 actually. 19. I mean, so that was a long time ago if you think about yeah. it. But um, we had we had was that this last year for Sneed? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, and then like there's times like. Last year, I felt like we were playing up, and then someone would get hurt, or yeah. something else would happen. It just, you know, the other time I think that we was against Sneed when Weber came into the Grizz, and they were ranked above us, and we oh yeah, we now we did them, yeah, and then we went and lost to them in the playoffs. But yeah. when they came there, we played up to them. So I think we have the ability to do it. We just need to do it. Well, and, and if you go into to Bobby's stint with away games. I believe he's 13 and 13, right? Yeah, so right. you split those home games and go 14 and 14. You've got two home games against Sac State and the, the neighbors that you're going to have to get one of those. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm glad we're playing both of those two teams at, in our house. That's exactly, that's exactly. But we do, we got to get one of these two road games right yes. now between, between Davis and Idaho. And I'd rather go ahead and just get this Davis one. Yep. You know, because. I mean, realistically, Idaho's better than Davis. They're, they're oh well, we don't match up well yeah. with Idaho. They they've got a we match up know. a lot better with Davis. That's for sure. Yes, yes. Idaho has a passing <laughs> that, that that we're just prone to. We're prone to pass uh, yeah. passing teams, and so 
uh, that's just gonna that's gonna hurt us. But uh, let's go on to E Grizz. Here we go. UT Grizz fan. As mentioned, bare minimum for Bobby, this staff to be retained. And due to the current bleak outlook, when looking at the schedule, are there any names we should start looking at? Uh, wait for the staff to finish out season. And how how best can available should be taken priority, even if they have no previous Montana connection? Um, That's his first question, but... It, sure. If they go that right route and they, and this is just my feelings, you know, you've got to wait till we, you know, you can start thinking about that until we can't make the playoffs. Now we're all probably thinking about like what's going to happen. Um, I think if we don't make the playoffs and he's uh, coach, how not retained. I feel like we kind of need a change in the leadership where we are not getting somebody that, is used to what Montana has been. And I know people are going to be like, well, what about, well, Stitt was that? Well, yes and no. Like, like I, I, I want, I want a national search. Yeah. Let's take an example. I mean, he kind of had some ties, but you know. Yeah. I, I just think that we need to get younger blood in there where we change some things up, but also, we've got to change something, some other things up in in the actual scope of things that are, are dealing with athletics. I think, and we can get that into another podcast. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, good question. Um. Uh, are there any candidates out there? There's a whole lot of candidates. You go to. Well, <laughs> that's one thing. You go to. Eat, if he you was go like, to Egris, you can go on to a little thing that says candidates, and there's a whole yeah. lot of candidates that are thrown out there. That's why, that's why I stay off Egris. But, I mean, like, that, that fair State coach after the game, he's like, is this yeah. how this is every week? Shoot, yeah. Bobby retires, throw, I'll throw my resume in. But, I mean, yeah. people, people know about the Montana Grizzlies and what, what it's like here, and coaches want to coach in areas like this. So if, for some reason, at the end of the season, Bobby's not retained, I agree with you. I think it needs to be a national search and yeah. and, and see see what kind of candidates we get out there because uh, the more exposure we get, people see what this place is like. Um, that's yeah. why I'm so glad that we're going to get you know some of these games on. Well, I guess the ESPN two game is going to be up at the uh, uh, Kibby Dome. Dome. Yeah, shithole. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the good thing is, is we are getting with ESPN Plus a lot of exposure. Um, yeah. I know there's a lot of college football fans that love ESPN plus so much that, that during the week they're watching all the other games that they missed. Yeah. And so by doing that, we're getting some of that more exposure and stuff and could, you know, be, a, be advantageous for us to get, you know, some fresh blood and a new coach. Um, so if that were to happen and we got a new coaching staff, I still think you got to retrain somebody like as a coach coming in, you try to just so you get the, culture you know what what the what it's like yeah. here so yeah. here's mine i would love to see us keep ronnie bradford um and maybe justin green and just you know and keaton those three right there just yeah. for that you know so you have a little bit of what the tradition is and stuff before the new person comes in because i mean i think about like when when my co I, my head coach when i started was mick delaney uh or mick denny sorry mick delaney. <laughs> denny. So, so coach denny he leaves to go to utah state not everybody went with him. Most of them did, but yeah. like our D line coach Lance Robinson, he stayed, and then Chad Germer stayed in the offensive. That was, I think that was about. I think that was it. Those two, yeah. everybody else went with Mick, and so but you know Joe Glenn coming in kept those. So that way you got a little bit of people of knowledge what's going on and stuff before you know just you know that way you're not just dumping the whole thing. It's brand new. You got some insides and stuff. So. Yeah. No matter what happens, I think that we'll still have a few that would stay or they might try to keep. But that's uh like you said, we could do a whole pot on that. Oh yeah. And, I'm, and first, let's go beat Davis. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll have those podcasts if, if it comes to fruition of of, of what's gonna happen. His second question, uh, with how poor the offense has looked, trying to ram it down people's throats and the little bit of success we saw with motion and the other tweaks. Should we implement a triple option style rushing attack series of plays to take advantage of McDowell and good running backs and a weak O-line to try to help the offense? 
Um, so uh, I was talking to Shay, yeah, one of our fans of the pod. Uh, yeah, dude, he he's like, you know, I think RPOs are our new offense. I don't think we need to run the damn triple option, but no. if we have McDowell in there, we need to just constantly run RPOs because he's such a threat to run, and then you know it's gonna help open up the pass too, which we saw this last weekend. They're gonna put nine in the box, and that'll open up for him to get the ball and distribute it around to people like Bergen and Fonts. So yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I just don't think that running the ball, if you look at the stats, we're only getting, what, 3.4, 3.5 a rushing play. I don't think that you can withstand that, and that was with lesser teams. You know, it, it, we're going to start be playing some better defenses, and that's going to go down. Yeah. Um, like so see our offensive staff, Take what the defense gives us, rather than going. Exactly, we're going to do this because that's what we're going. That's for the Grizzlies, and that's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. Screw that. Well, Take well, what just, the defense is going to give you and do that. Exactly. Get it into your playmakers' hands and not just run the same play five different times and different. Yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna drastically change with better defenses. Yeah. Um, and that's coming up real quick. Um. So yeah, yeah I, I don't think you, you do the the triple option. Um, I agree with with you, Luke. Maybe the the run pass option a little bit, but I also think that we've got to be able to throw it to to keep them honest. Yeah. Um, uh, oh no. <laughs> okay, I think this is a cat fan. Oh, <laughs> Cats are back. Um, what's the bare minimum Bobby has to do for a contract extension? Is the bare minimum different in the eyes of fans versus Haslam? Ooh. Um, if the Grizz lose the rest of the games but beat MSU, would the Grizz fans be happy? No, I wouldn't. So I Because think- if, if we lost all of our games, we're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Even if we beat MSU, what, is, what does that prove? That we, we beat the Cats and we're still staying at home at – like, yeah. uh, if we don't I make think, the playoffs – I think there's a – Big contingency of, of Grizz fans out there that feel like he's got to make the playoffs and beat the Cats. Oh yeah, I, I, if that doesn't yeah. if that doesn't happen, both I mean, yeah, that they're they're ready for for him to be gone. So, um, what what where are you at with that? I don't know. I just yeah. want to be Davis. 